Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another exciting adventure on Internet Radio. This is the Andy and Amanda Show. My name is Andy Kimball, broadcasting back in our Los Angeles, California studios here in California, waiting for Amanda Love to join us from her studios in right outside of uh, the uh, right outside of. Uh, thank you, thank you, there, my studio assistant here in London. Yes, in the UK. Yes. I can't remember where, but I can't remember actually the town where Amanda is in the UK. She's about two hours outside of London. I'll have to get this straight so I can actually give her proper address, as they say. And we do have Cornell Butler joining us from Orlando, Florida. He just joined us on the phone line. Hey, guys. How you doing, Cornell? What's, what's up, Andy? How you doing, brother? How's everything? Good to be back here. As you know, I was on the road. Now now you're on the road. Uh, we did our shows remotely yeah. the past week, and actually even a few weeks previous to that, uh, I was on the road doing uh, doing the Andy and Amanda show and collecting various information to talk about with Amanda, and uh, and great to have you joining us uh, here again, Cornell. How is your trip down to yeah. Orlando? It's on the Andy and Amanda tour, man. I just ran into... Uh... I was talking. We'll talk off air, but I just I just ran into the MTV talent coordinator. Oh, really? Yes, wow, yes. But we'll talk off the air on that one. Yes, uh, absolutely, Court. I look forward to catching up and seeing what that uh, was about. As, as a lot of you know, who are listening to the show via podcast or live. Speaking of which, if you're listening live, you can join us. We'd like it to at five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. Uh, but getting back to what I was saying, uh, we're looking, you know, we've been doing a show now for, gosh, coming on a year and a half, and uh, pretty soon anyway, be a year and a half, and um, we're looking to uh, move this program. But well, we love our existence here on the Internet and our growing audience by the thousands, 22 countries listening to our voices, which is exciting and fun, and we're glad to, and hope that you're, you're getting, uh, that you're, you're, you're sharing the experience and, and uh, liking what we do here, which we have no idea actually what we're doing, but it seems to be working, whatever that is, maybe we're better off. Um, but we're looking to promote and grow this show via taking it to commercial radio or satellite radio uh, or just grow what we're doing on the Internet. But uh, we're, we're aggressively seeking uh, a foundation to move the show to the next level now. So when Cornell mentions that, that's when he says, let's talk off the air, that's, that's probably the impetus for, for that. Anyway, Cornell, how's it going down over wherever it is in oh, Orlando? <laughs> Oh, it's going great down here. The weather, the weather is kind of skeptical because I don't know if it's a tornado or some type of rain, but it's very sunny out here, but and cloudy at the same time. But it's mm. it's it's unbelievable heat down here, Andy. I always every morning I go to Wawa and get me a whole glass cup of ice and water. That's all I can drink down here, next to my mm. bourbon. So that, uh, mm. you have a Wawa there. You have a Wawa there. Yeah, it's a Wawa. Yep. Is that cool in Orlando? Or for, for those, of course, around the world don't, don't know what Wawa is. As a matter of fact, a good part of the country, most of the country, Wawa is a convenience store. They also have an amazing counter where one can get um, – there's Amanda. She just joined us. One can get um, hoagies – you know, uh, hoagies. What's a hoagie, they say? Uh, sandwiches, long on a roll, long roll and a variety of snacks, and, and even now they even have hamburgers and stuff like that, but it's a you know, convenience store. You can go buy you know, a quart of milk and that kind of thing, but it is uh, from Pennsylvania, and it is an amazing place. Man, I live out here. I'm from Philadelphia from where Wawa originated, and it was a, you know, the Wawa coffee was incredible, and you go to Wawa yes, every day actually, for something. Yeah, actually, Andy, speaking yeah. of that, I have, I'm still in some of my wife's Wawa coffee right now. <laughs> Mm-mm. 
<laughs> we, we need to Hello, talk boys. for a while about. Hey, is there's Amanda. Hello. I heard I heard that beautiful voice. How you doing, babe? Aww. How's it going? I'm good, my darlings. How are you both? Doing hey, great. Amanda. How you doing? I'm good, thank you. Woo, internet issues or what? That's crazy. Sorry, guys. Hey, don't worry. As they say, better late than never. You know what they say about that. But great. Oh, uh, I know. Great to be able to uh, to hook up again back from uh, Los Angeles and you. And Mandy, I was saying earlier in the show before you joined us because every time I say, yeah. "Hey, Andy here," and you know, that's uh, out of Hollywood, California, Mandy, and I'm like, uh, "Mandy is our uh, the <laughs> town that you're actually. Where are you broadcasting from? Where where is that? What is it called? My in, hometown. In UK? Yeah. Okay, so the town I'm broadcasting from is Cheltenham. Cheltenham. Char- it's, it's written like. Charltenham, but it's pronounced Cheltenham. Yeah. Cheltenham. And, and that's, that's awesome. where our friend of the show, Mark Lester, has his, uh, Mark Lester, who starred in Oliver way back when he was a kid, and has an yeah. incredible uh, osteopathic clinic there. And that, he's in that town. He's, he's been on our show. We're going to get him back on, but uh, a good, good friend uh, of the shows. And um, he's in that same town, right? And it's called the Char- Charlton Clinic. Mark Lester's yeah. Yeah, for folks who have live in that area or who are even outside of that area, he is a very, very good, very talented uh, osteopathic, um, I guess uh, you call it expert, physician, um, orthopedic person, you know, back pain, acupuncture, blah, blah, blah. But uh, for those yeah, of you in the UK, there's a lot of people in the UK. You should look Carlton Clinic up and talk to Mark and tell him that you heard about his clinic on the Andy and Amanda show. So, Amanda, how are oh, you doing? I'm I'm doing doing very well, my darling. Um, yeah, I was just uh, catching up on all the news, and I was just it's so tragic a lot of the stuff that's been covered today and um, the past few days, and um, there's some concerns as well regarding the vaccine that made me a little nervous. But um, so first of all, if it's okay to get into that, we we boys. About the the news, you want me to go ahead with that right now? Yep, yep. Just dive right. Let's guess. Uh, this is a Monday show, five o'clock somewhere. It is five o'clock in the UK, am I right? Just after. So let's yeah. uh, let's have at it. So uh, on uh, Thursday we had um, a mass shooting um, that went on. Really? Um, yeah, it was it was awful. Uh, so basically, what happened was uh, five uh, people, including a three-year-old girl, were killed in a six-minute mass shooting in um, Plymouth, and um, oh. apparently it's been classed as the worst event since 2010, um, and there's uh, two more people injured. The attacker was a 22-year-old guy named Jake Davidson. Um, he turned the gun on himself after the shooting, so he went to a residential area and was shooting around there, and then he drove to a, a nearby park and started shooting people there. Um, yeah. So, you know, considering we... Guns is not a thing here. It's quite a tragedy for us when something like this happens. Um, It says, despite officers arriving at the scene within six minutes, the gunman had already killed his 51-year-old mother at a property in Biddick Drive before going outside and immediately shooting dead three-year-old Sophie Martin and her 43-year-old father in the street um, on Friday. Uh, Eyewitnesses Sharon, who lives nearby, did not want to give her full name, described shouting followed by gunshots and told the BBC how the gunman kicked in the door of the house and then randomly started shooting. Um, so, yeah, oh. it, it's such an awful thing. They had a minute's silence for them. 
Boris Johnson had a minute silence. Um, you know, it's it's so tragic when something like this happens anywhere in the world. But you know, it, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, especially in the UK, there we yeah, are, man. Yeah. It has one of the lowest yeah. gun homicide rates in the world. Your your home yeah. country. Yeah, so this is exceptionally um, rare. Yeah, apparently he used a uh, a pump action shotgun. Um, mm. So, like I said, these things quite often are getting on the the black market and things like that. You know, um, brought in over, from other countries. Um, but you know, they're they're now saying that they need to re- review gun license process. Um, so the police forces in England and Wales are being asked to review current firearm application processes in the wake of the Plymouth mass shooting. Uh, questions remain over why Jake Davidson, who killed five people and himself on Thursday, shot, had a shotgun license. Um, the Home Office is preparing new guidance to ensure higher standards of decision-making around applications. And there will be advice on carrying out on social media checks on people wanting to own a firearm or shotgun. So, yeah, this is going to be interesting because I, I'm not um, very much aware of that you could own a firearm or shotgun unless... I don't know if, if you live in a more even rural area, like in the countryside, if you're a farm or something like that, where mm. you, I should imagine you do have a, um, the ability to have a, a gun. Um, but that's all I know. So it'd be interesting to see how he got this license for his gun, what kind of person he is, um, you know, his background and cover this because I think it needs to be made more aware of the UK about how gun violence is and where these guns are coming from um, and especially finding out the statistics as well with all of this because it's very grey area when it comes to most recent statistics with, with gun shootings and things like that and they do go on we've had them in my, my hometown and various other places London of course is notorious for a, a lot of crime and um violence especially with uh, knives and things like that but you do have gun shootings there so yeah that was very tragic very tragic news and on friday um i saw this in the headlines and there were so many other things to cover and we were having such a good time with uh you being at the airport that's yeah, why i would check on it over the weekend and now you know it's um interesting to uh, again cover this and, and see where it's going with the, the gun side of things because I'm so grateful, I've said this before many a time, I'm so grateful for the gun laws that we have here and, you know, that you can't just go and easily apply for a gun license. They're very strict on things like that. There's no need for it here. Um, So, you know, it's it's a scary thing. It really is a scary thing. The whole gun thing is a very scary thing. Um, So, yeah, we'll we'll cover more of that over time. But, um, yeah, the other thing was about... Uh, the COVID situation and vaccines and things like that. So the UK has now recorded another 28,438 coronavirus cases and a further 26 deaths within 28 days of a positive test. Um, people in mm. England and Northern Ireland who have had two COVID jabs will now um, not need to isolate for 10 days if they have contact with a positive case. They are instead advised to take a PCR test, wear a face covering in enclosed spaces and limit contact with other people, especially the clinically vulnerable. And people who test positive or show symptoms will stay, oh, sorry, will still be legally required to self-isolate for 10 days. Um, Doctors Union, the British Medical Association, urges people to remain cautious as rules change, saying we're still in a precarious situation. And um, they're going on then to say about the evidence um, regarding women 
and uh, <laughs> it's a bit uncomfortable for guys, okay? For men, I know men don't feel very comfortable with this, but women's menstrual cycles. <laughs> Uh, let's you know. talk about that. Yeah, I want to get. I want to dive yeah, deeper yeah, into that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the UK's uh, medicines regulator um, and their healthcare products um, agency has issued an update to reassure women concerned about vaccine side effects. Now, the reason this struck me, boys, okay, is since I've had the second vaccine, um, I don't like to get this personal on a <laughs> on a show. <laughs> But my first menstrual cycle since I've had the vaccine has been very, very early. And I'm usually on time or within a day or two, okay? So I was really mm. shocked to have, have mine so early. And then I saw the news today and I was like, huh, okay. So it says it is reviewing reports of suspected side effects of menstrual disorders and unexpected bleeding following a COVID vaccine. But it makes clear that the evidence seen so far does not support a link between changes to menstrual periods and the vaccines and a number of reports about menstrual disorders and bleeding is low in relation to the number of people vaccinated and it adds the menstrual changes reported are mostly transient in nature there is no evidence to suggest the COVID-19 vaccines will affect fertility and the ability to have children but it says any woman who since getting the vaccine sees persistent changes to her periods that are unusual or has any new bleeding after the menopause should contact their doctor um, and they're closely um, going to be reviewing reports of suspected side effects and menstrual disorders and um, so they're going to be keeping an eye on things but they're still reassuring or trying to reassure pregnant women and you know, those worried about getting the vaccine, that there's still no strong evidence yet um, and there's no real increased risk of miscarriage, stillbirth um, and other things like that, other birth com complications. So, you know, I I understand how nervous they are. It's a new life that you're carrying. You know, mm -hmm. it could mm -hmm. it's potentially, you don't know if a vaccine could affect that in any way. And clearly they don't have a 100% um, knowledge of this either because they're still learning how the vaccine is affecting us all and blah 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 they can't they don't have that crystal ball to say these things can't truly happen and like with anything that that gets put out there we we talked about this so many times that anything can affect anyone in any way because there's no 100 percent success rate with absolutely everyone on this planet that's just it's not possible but you know i think it's just things to keep in mind and I can understand people being so nervous about it but you know this is the only thing that's made me nervous today was reading that because obviously I want my body to be fine I want to make sure that if there's any issues that I have that I can find a way to heal them and hopefully a doctor can heal them so yeah this does make me nervous I'm not gonna lie um yeah. but you know, I should be keeping an eye on things and no doubt you you and our listeners whether you want to or not will Find out some more information about my journey with this. <laughs> I will, I will uh, look so, at this and keep our. Uh, I'll, I'll see how. Um, and Cornell, I don't know. I've noticed, never noticed the difference. How about you? <laughs> what you mean? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Oh, do you know what else they're saying in the news? Would you let a robot lawyer defend you? So they're talking about robot lawyers, okay? So it says. Could your next lawyer be a robot? It sounds far-fetched, oh but artificial God. intelligence, AI software systems, computer programs that can update and think by themselves are increasingly being used by the legal community. Joshua Browder describes his app 
Do not pay as the world's first robot lawyer. It helps users draft legal letters. You tell its chatbot what your problem is, such as appealing against a parking fine, and it will suggest what it thinks is the best legal language to use. People can type in their side of an argument using their own words and software with a machine learning model matches that with a legally correct way of saying it, he says. The 24-year-old and his company are based in Silicon Valley in California, but the firm's origins go back to London in 2015 when Mr. Brider was 18. Interesting, right? Mm. Mm. Wow. So my thing is this, how about you in a bad situation and his battery yeah. died? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's awful when the battery dies. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mm. that sucks. But yeah, that's it. just that. That was it. Um, entertaining. There's actually some funny things in the news today as well. Actually, mm. I was pleasantly surprised because you know we're always reporting about um sad stuff and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. This this yeah. made me smile. Okay, there's this map. Okay, it says UK's rude place names to be toured by a man on a moped. So a moped over here, I don't know if they call it the same in the US, is um one of those like uh motorbikes motorcycles that is mm-hmm. um how do you describe it it's kind of like a smaller version of a, a proper motorcycle um you, mm. i don't know how yeah, to describe I like, it like anyway a, like a, a, a I, I, no uh, yeah no, a uni, unicycle <laughs> unicycle unicycle I, I, um no unicycle is one wheel thing i don't know what you mean though well, yeah it's kind of like i don't know you know, a you know, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. I probably have yeah. to send a picture to you boys on our, our work thingy on um I got online. A speed bike. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's like um a fifty cc. They call it a fifty cc moped. So I don't know. I guess it's not as powerful as a proper proper motorbike, and they class that as a moped. But anyway, <laughs> this man is um he's embarking on a one thousand eight hundred mile tour on his moped to the places with the most rudest and funniest names. <laughs> He's doing it for a, a charity. And I bear in mind, over the UK, we've got some really interesting names. I can't say some of them on the right. air, but there's some called like Butthole Lane. Um, there's one called Shitterton. <laughs> oh, I like that. Keep going. Now you're talking our language. Keep going. <laughs> okay. There's actually one yeah. called Gold. These people are hilarious. <laughs> Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's uh, it's so funny. Um, it says that Paul Taylor from Montage, Oxfordshire, is making the charity fundraising trip in memory of a friend who died of cancer. Oh, bless. His journey will begin in Shitterton, Dorset, <laughs> on Wednesday, and it will take in locations such as Twat in Orkney and Booze in the Yorkshire Dales. So this is going to be hilarious. I'm going to be checking where this guy goes. It says um, there's a map showing the places of the most rudest names in the world. Oh, it's a, it's mm. a world map. Oh, that's a lot of fun. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. It to you boys. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, de- definitely. Please do. Please, yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. That's hilarious. There's some rude names in my hometown. I will not mm. go into them. But... <laughs> 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 Jeez, jeez. Are, are, oh, you hearing, yeah. are you hearing much about um, the uh, uh, United States withdrawal from Afghanistan and what's going on over there now with the 
know, they came into Ooh, Kabul, yeah. the capital, and you know, the Taliban is now, uh, the deputy leader of the Taliban is now saying that it's time to provide uh, for the people of Afghanistan and improve their lives. I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, he, there was a video clip that was released, um, I guess, just a couple of days ago, um, the day after yeah. a Taliban fighter seized the capital, which is Kabul in Afghanistan, and declared victory there. And now the U.S. Yeah. troops are, are, you know, taking control of just the airport, trying to get uh, U.S. embassy uh, employees and related, uh, uh, you know, folks that were yeah. doing business in Afghanistan on behalf of the United States or translators and so forth yeah. out of there safely. I mean, there's pictures of, of Afghan citizens clinging to the, yes. the wheelbases of United States military transport aircraft as they taxi out to the runway trying to get the hell out of there. Um, yeah. But I don't, I don't know what... It's crazy, and um, yeah. you know the the uh, you know it, it's this had to be done, and you know people say, oh boy, what a decision! Trump said, you know uh, that uh, Trump said that uh, Biden should resign because of his decision with Afghanistan. We we've been there for twenty years. George Bush went into Afghanistan in two thousand and one, two thousand two, right around there, uh, two thousand two, hmm. I guess it was. Um, so about twenty years we've been there, and the reason why we went in initially was oh. to hunt for Osama bin Laden, which George Bush was unsuccessful in doing. Uh, uh, Barack Obama came in and went into, uh, you know, we were still in Afghanistan, but he did locate and they did execute uh, uh, Osama bin Laden, and they found him in Pakistan, not Afghanistan, and we've been in Afghanistan ever since. Many U.S. soldiers yeah. have been killed. Many Afghan citizens have been killed. It's been unstable. Yeah. Nobody has been able to create stability in Afghanistan. The Russians tried. Remember years ago, decades ago, the Russians mm-hmm. invaded with tanks and the whole thing. They got out. Yeah. No, nobody yeah. was able to do anything there. And 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 what what do we you know what what would we expect us to do? Just go there and have a have no game plan uh, occupation of this country, you know that that's in the back you know in the back desert. Um, you know it, it's just uh, unbelievable. Yeah. So, so Biden had to it had to happen eventually, and we knew what would happen as a predicament and and the shame of it is that uh, that biden said that um, you know believe me you know these aren't his words but basically what he said was you won't see u.s helicopters pulling people off the embassy uh to rescue them and guess what they're pulling people off the rooftop of the embassy so yeah. uh, wow you know he he's gonna yeah. have i un, you know you gotta folks around the world we have yeah. to understand there was no game plan in Afghanistan. What were we there to do? Kind of uh, somehow implement a democracy and somehow implement a government, you know, go into another country and, and still install a government. That's not what the United States does. Of course, we, we did it in Iraq. We're not, we weren't, that's not what we do. It cost us billions of dollars and sent the, the economy in the United States into a tailspin ultimately uh, at the, at the expense of $8 billion a month or something like that. Um, mm. But anyway, uh, so we had to get out of there. And yeah. it's it's long overdue. It's, it's, we should have gotten out of there when Obama and Biden were uh, the administration was was in place before Trump came in. We, we should have gotten there a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. that's because true. what would the, how would the result then be any different than the result now? How mm-hmm. would it, I'm asking anybody have the answer? No, 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 right? No, no, it would have been no different. So yeah. I, I'm not holding this against Biden at all. He had to do this. And for yeah. people to say, oh, look, you know, oh, that decision. Well, what what did you want to do, folks? Stay there? What did you want to call yeah. it? 515-605-9888. Love to discuss it with you if you care to. If you have, a, if you have an opinion on the matter, we'd love to hear about it. Um, because, hey, you know, what do we know, right? 
Yeah, we just you guys um, have, um, radio sent personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't know um, nothing. Yeah. So you guys have sent out another 500 um, soldiers uh, to help with the situation. You've already got 2,500 out there already helping, and uh, they're sending out another 500 in the, in the next few hours. Um, so that's what they're reporting here, and they're saying an Afghan woman living in the UK spoke to her niece who lives in Kabul on BBC Radio Live uh, earlier today and pleaded with her to stay safe, um, to stay indoors and um, not go out. I mean, yeah, this, this, is, um, this is such a scary thing to see taking place. Um, mm. what, it is. I mean, it this is. is quite a, a sweeping question to ask, I guess, but what is the, the Taliban's purpose now? What is their way forward with this? Well, they, they they said the the again the de- the leader of the Taliban says that they now need to provide for the Afghanistan population for the citizens there to improve their yeah. lives. Right. I, I mean, which it sounds to me like where were you fifteen years ago? I don't know. It, it, it seems to me, hey, I don't know. Maybe from whenever they. From their interpretation of stability, maybe that's what they're going to create there. Let them have their country. Go ahead, do what you're going to do. Yeah. And please, please, no, no um, mass uh, executions because of religious dispo- you know, beliefs. You know, please yeah. don't do that. I hope we don't hear of that. You know, there, we have no room in the in our or in amongst our species for that anymore. Yeah. And we never did. No. And, and we don't want to see a repeat. But uh, who knows? Who knows? But the only thing we have now that we're taking control of, and as you said, we're 2,500 troops there and we're sending in more, I don't know, um, is the um, control of the airport because we've got to get people out of there. Yeah. And uh, the, the military has uh, seized control of the airport and the air traffic control system, and they are having aircraft go in and out safely and uh, just hope that everybody gets out uh, with no injury to them. Or you know, So let's see what I happens. I heard a plane was shot down not long after taking off. I, I didn't. Um, I didn't get that. I didn't. I, I don't know. Is that? Is yeah, that I, I, I briefly know. read it earlier, but it, it, obviously when they keep updating the news, I'm trying to find it again. But um, yeah, it, mm. um, I just can't remember which plane it was. Um, oh, but yeah, I, Biden it was won. What? 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 Uh, I think it was. <laughs> the, the, the the plane was shot. I think it was. Um, uh, I don't think it was a plane. It wasn't a plane. No, no, what I got it. It was, was a. It, it, it was. It was this guy. It was a mouse. Mm-hmm. Oh, the mouse. That guy was on the, he was on a plane to yeah. Orlando. Wow. You know what? He you was? have a really good eye to shoot a mouse yeah. in the sky. <laughs> so, uh, hey, Cornell. What is Orlando yes. like there? In and this is like the. I I lived years ago. I lived in Florida, and summers were just. Next to intolerable, you think it's humid up in the northeast. You haven't, if you haven't lived in Florida yeah. in the summer, or been there, man, you walk outside and it's just, you need oxygen tanks. It's so thick. Wow, it's so well, hot. Actually, that's how I feel right now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and, and, are you going to go to? Uh, are you going Disneyland? to Disney World? Yeah, are you yes, going to go to Disney World? Yes, I'm going there. The tickets are probably more than my car, but I'm still going to go. And I'm yeah, going when, to um, NASA. Oh, oh, oh NASA. Cool. Oh, do me a favor. Send yep. us, because I like to post them. Send us um, 
pictures of Nassau. I remember going there. It's been so long. Uh, what a great place. That's that's a definitely, oh, definitely. worth traveling. I have some pictures from the previous time I went. I just sent them to you in my archives. Yeah, send them to that. That is a a you know, a lot of people wouldn't think about traveling to Florida and going to the Cape Canaveral to the space center there, uh, which is only an hour and a half or so from Orlando to to uh, east on the coast. And uh, it, it you know you see the old uh, you know some of the old Apollo and Gemini capsules and and you know some yes. moon rocks and you know it just it's it's amazing it's amazing what what it, what it's it does beautiful man yeah and it makes you marvel at the incredible accomplishments that we have achieved that are, that we have yeah. achieved and, and, and what we're doing now is, is, and I'm, I'm just counting the, the billionaires, uh, rocket, they go 50 miles up and they come back down. They experience weightless for 10, three minutes, whatever. And they come back down. Oh, Hey, that's fun. Oh, well, good. And they're selling tickets. Hey, you too, for $220,000 can become an astronaut. Woo. But you know, we look <laughs> at the, what 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 SpaceX is doing, and you know, the, the bringing a a spaceship up to space and having it land, you know, uh, like like used to seeing cartoons and old sci- old black and white science fiction films. You know, these big long rockets landing on their own power back down in a launch pad. Um, it, it's incredible. It's absolutely amazing. And now they're talking about the colon, you know, uh, to a point colonizing the moon and onward to Mars. And it's spectacular. And, wow, and people say, what yeah. are we spending these, these, you know, and, and these private companies are contracting with the government. You know, they, they're getting paid by the government to facilitate. So the government's not in the business of making spaceships anymore. Um, but what, the, you know, I couldn't begin to count all of the technological scientific breakthroughs that have benefited mankind here on Earth that were first uh, experimented with and developed in, in the vacuum of space. Just it's uh, many, many from 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 pharmaceuticals to, I mean, it just goes on. And I, maybe I should yeah on someday on the show. But but you know, and also you know, what's on the moon and what's on Mars in terms of mining and I mean, just you know, do your homework, folks. Look at it. But it's it's very very expensive, and people say, why don't we, why don't we put that money into education and put that money into feeding the homeless and improving infrastructure, like they're saying. And here we are spending you know, billions of dollars going to with a plan of going to Mars to send a few people up there. What the hell is that about? I understand that. Believe me, I get it. I do get that. But uh, Hey, you know, it's, uh, you know, why climb the mountain? Because it's there. And we've, I think we've always had a a thirst to explore the universe, to explore the heavens, to see what else is going on. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. He's for that. He's for it. He's like, no, we're not going to give up. Yeah, I think it's incredible the fact that you know we we want to reach out that far and see what's on other planets and things like that. I think it's going to be great. Of course, certain things pop into my mind like okay, so when we reflect on how much control and confliction we have between countries trying to race to power for certain things here on Earth, how much is that going to be taken into space and have domain over? You can't come, you know, so far out of space because you know. One country owns this much, but you can, there's no ownership of space, but then there should be no ownership of Earth, really, when you look at it. But, I mean, I guess mm. there's going to be complications further down the line, right, with different countries trying to achieve the same result and get to certain places. And then if you manage to reach a planet one day, who has domain and 
of of certain things and, and security and it's just like wow how far is this really going to go with humanity and space travel mm-hmm. and beyond yeah. that would it be great in this fantasy world of mine that I like to pretend could exist mm. is that if we as a population, humanoid, you know, our, our population, our species around the world, regardless of religious differences, cultural differences, ideological beliefs, political beliefs, blah, 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 we are mm. all united into exploring the possibilities of creating a better life for everybody in the world together. Wouldn't that just be yeah. amazing? And if, if we it all, would. if we just yes, were yes. all here to put, put our, our beliefs aside and had a common goal of improving the environment on this earth and the capability of what we're able to do all together with common goals. And, and to an extent, yeah that has been created at a micro level with the environmental summit, you know, like, you know, where countries around the world band together to say, we're going to make it a plan uh, to clean the air, to clean the earth, to, to extend the viability of our, of our species. <laughs> uh, yeah. Over a period of time. But there's different things like that, but, but it would just be great. We said, Hey, let's, let's find cures to diseases. I mean, putting COVID aside, let's, you know, fight cancer, let's fight heart disease, let's fight poverty, yeah. and let's educate everybody. And let's, you know, as a, no matter where you live in the planet, and it was a common goal that we all did this. And, and yeah. instead of having individual armies from different countries, we had an army around the world whose mission was to uh, prevent mass extinction, you know, mass execution of, of a population of people because of those differences. You know, we, that, that army came into that country and said, hey, Mr. Dictator, you're out of here. We, we're not doing that. You know? Yeah, um, yeah, but that that can't happen, and it's you know, this kind of idealistic fantasy in my head that we have the potential to achieve that as as a species. And, and I uh, I share the same fantasy, and it's always been my hope that you know we can. Um, <clears throat> as she said, as a species, we have a bit of this thing. We have the ability to come together to make these changes. We all do. Mm-hmm. We have those yeah. moments, especially yeah. in a huge crisis. When, when, you know, something is thrusted into our faces and it's dangerous and, you know, it leaves us feeling vulnerable, we all turn to each other. And mm-hmm. it's unfortunate yes. that we've got to be thrusted into a situation like that that then pushes us into that place. You, it's just, uh, honestly, you do get the, the minority of people that You're retaliate right. out of fear and turn on mm-hmm. each other, sure, because fear is, is driving right. them more than love. But then you've got the, the vulnerability of, uh, within a lot of people that does get us turning to each other and united and saying, okay, yeah, we can achieve it together. Let's work together on this. We all have that ability hey, hey, to Amanda, do it. Amanda. Yeah. Yeah. You know somebody listening to us saying, these people are sick. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I say let them say it because, you know. Let them say it. Yeah, and, so and then, of course, there's, there's those who say, you know, we talk about space exploration, which I'm a proponent of, and, and – uh, and people say, you know, you know, life on other planets, and they get to this show, and they say, wait, you, you folks are talking about life on other planets? Wait, on Andy and Amanda's show? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you need to explore no further. <laughs> um, oh, I guess we're in the world of <laughs> And then also, if we just all got together and realized the most important, most important, um, you know, uh, the most important thing there is amongst our species uh, is, uh, yeah. I mean, let's just get right Everybody down say orgasm loud. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's amazing. And maybe if more people had those, then we'd be a lot happier. Yes. I don't know, but uh, we need to work together. 
You know what is <laughs> frustrating me right now? I've got to be honest, guys. Like, I'm seeing in the news about Greece having more wildfires. So they've, they've just had another outbreak of wildfires. Now, you hear about it in the U.S. quite commonly um, because of the temperatures there that you guys have. So you don't usually hear about it in Europe. So when you know it's happening in Europe as well, then that suggests to us, well, this is becoming an extremely dangerous thing now. So they're talking about climate change and now we're, we're trying to move towards this goal by 2040. But I mean, come on, 2040 mm. is still so long away and we're having these things increase year by year, getting more and more dramatic and dangerous. Mm. And I just think mm. by 2040, we're just going to be on, if we're not on the brink already of such a dramatic and horrendous change, I just think that's it's too far away and they need to work very quickly on doing something together. These governments need to pull their, uh, their hats out of their asses, put them on and say, right, how can we, how can we, we, we make these changes and work together now and, and, and you know, put the right things mm. in place and just, I don't know, I uh, I can't even get the words out today. I'm that frustrated about it. You know, it's it's just, um, it's one of those things I'm extremely passionate about. You can see these things happening in front of us and you feel so helpless because on a on a uh, individual level, we're making the effort. We're, we're recycling our things. We're putting the rubbish in the trash when we see it. We don't leave things lying around in public. We're, we're trying to cut the emissions down by buying electric cars. We're, we're trying to do all these wonderful things to try and help our environment. But that's great on an individual level, but something needs to be done on a bigger level. And if you think about other countries like Japan and, and places like that, where they've got all those lights in the streets constantly burning 24 seven and all the energy mm -hmm. that's being used. And so our energy sources need to be changed and, and, and um, improved. And the way we do things is just there's so much we can do and so little changes and so there's, there's a whole, uh, yeah, there's a whole lot more as a, as a population that we can do, but uh, that would, might leave in the minds of some of our viewers and listeners uh, a connotation of uh, which uh, would be inaccurate. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. You're probably yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, uh, I watched that movie. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah. I was going to say that the the uh, the I'm sure we all know now about the have learned about the horrific earthquake that occurred in Haiti. Uh, yeah. The government there recently declared a state of emergency um, after a 7.2 magnitude earthquake struck the country, and that was on Saturday. There's at least, at last count, 1,297 people dead and over 5,700 people injured, and that's uh, according to the country's Civil Protection Agency. Yeah, that, that's uh, just absolutely horrific, and they're looking for assistance, and, and I'm sure they're going to get it. But it's a one hell of a of a deal down there, uh, over there, depending on where you live, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll be standing by to see how how they recover from this. I, you know, uh, in a, I'm thinking two years ago, maybe I think around, not, not I forget the date, but uh, I remember visiting my mother who who doesn't live far from my house in a in a in a five story building, and um, we were sitting in her den, and suddenly that that building started shaking and rattling like you see in the movies. It was Whoa. incredible. Then it stopped a couple of thuds, and then it picked up again a little while after. That was a seven point mm. something magnitude earthquake uh, that happened in the in the mountain regions, not far from LA at all. 
But <clears throat> California, I'm sure a lot of people know this. I'm not moving to California. You got an earthquake there. It's going to disappear or whatever. But we are, we are right on a yeah. major fault. You know, we are very close to a fault, actually a couple of them. And yeah. uh, we're prone to earthquakes. A lot of people are saying, uh, not when, but if the big one's going to come. You know, they had a huge one, you know, uh, you know, a long time ago. They had a big earthquake in San Francisco. Some of you might remember that. It was before our time. But, um, but anyway, the, um, but but California is built for it. You know, when they built high rises and structures and bridges and roadways, mm-hmm. they yeah. you know homes, um, they as much as they could, as much as they can, they earthquake proof things. So when buildings shake and move and wobble, and I've been in them when that happens, and man, I got to tell you, Whoa. it's like the movies. It's just like the movies. I got to tell you, it really is. Um, wow. But they withstand it. They withstand it. They're, they're, they're when they're structurally sound regarding earthquakes. It, I mean, if you know, if, if a gigantic, you humongous earthquake came and split the earth wherever that obviously wouldn't hold but i don't think that's gonna yeah. happen they, they say it might but i, I i'm not a, i don't i don't buy it but you know <laughs> i did you buy yeah. yeah just in case just in case uh might happen i i invested uh not only did i buy amc but i also bought a ton of property on the nevada california border just in case california drops off into the ocean i've got suddenly a ton of beachfront <laughs> And I'm gonna build hotels and casinos. And you think Donald Trump? You watch what Andy Kimball does. I'll tell you. No. <laughs> love it, love it. Sign me up. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I don't know this. <laughs> right on that border between Nevada and California. So when California just separates and falls off the ocean, yeah. I've got all this beachfront property. <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. Hey, you're gonna laugh oh. at this, right? Talking about earthquakes, right? So this, this funny little story happened two years ago. So in the UK, we don't really get much of a, a big earthquake thing. We get tremors here, but the tremors can be quite quite big in nature and shake a lot of things so <laughs> I remember uh, this was like like 2003 and um, I was living out in this little cottage I was like about eight miles away I think it was from my family and um, so I watched a horror movie okay I watched a horror movie before I went to bed so I get into bed sound asleep and I'm waking up to my bed shaking just my bed yeah. and bear in mind it's this solid solid wood bed frame that's really heavy and I thought how on earth is my bed shaking I was freaking out I you know after just watching a horror movie I thought what the hell's going on I'm being possessed or something mm, mm, <laughs> I mm. was half asleep horrified I ended up picking up the phone and calling my family like oh my god my bed is shaking oh my god help me and they're like relax it's just a tremor <laughs> like, oh my what? gosh oh gosh yeah, I it's something. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Hey, you know, um, um, you know, Mike Lindell. I don't know if you know Mike Lindell. There, uh, we've talked, mentioned his name. Um, Mike Lindell is a guy. He's a uh, former cocaine addict, bar owner who developed this pillow and and bought a whole bunch of time on cable television to promote his pillows and became a millionaire from the sale of pillows. And he's also been a promoter of the conspiracy, the lie that China came in to steal and manipulate the election in Biden's favor and actually Trump won the election. Come on. I mean, how many times we beat that dead horse? Huh? Yeah. Trump lost the election. All right. He, it's, it's a fact. Anyway, but he uh, said he, he's got proof and hired security experts to prove it, uh, cybersecurity experts to prove how the, uh, uh, the voting machines were all uh, maneuvered by China and changed the votes to uh, 
to Biden when they should have been for Trump. Who the hell voted for Trump? I mean, obviously, you got 60-some million votes or whatever it was, or 70 million, which is significant, but, but 8 million short of, of what Biden got, which is even more significant. Um, yeah. And, of course, the, it was an electoral landslide in Biden's favor. But anyway, uh, so uh, Lindell was supposed to have a big symposium over the weekend and uh, present his proof, uh, his cyber proof, that uh, the election was stolen. Don't make any difference because we know it's, it's all bullshit. Uh, you know yeah. this guy, this guy who sells uh, pillows on cable TV is suddenly a cyber expert and, and knows the election was stolen uh, via CNN. I want to play a clip um, as to what happened uh, during the uh, this, the symposium that he was supposed to present his facts that that Trump won the election. Let's take a listen. China and they flip this election and down tickets to the tune of tens of millions. This is crazy. And all you have to do is come to the symposium. For weeks, MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell has been touting his so-called cyber symposium in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, claiming he would present data that would prove to the world China hacked the 2020 election and stole it from Donald Trump. If you're correct, if you have that evidence. No. Why, just forget about the evidence. If I'm right that China took our country right now, do you care? Would that bother you? Would that bother you? So you have to show the proof for it, No, would that bother you? Of course it would. Okay, then why do you think I keep going? Do you think I like getting attacked? Lindell invited the media and cyber experts to the symposium to vet his claims. We went along and brought Harry Hursty, a world-renowned cyber and voting machines expert. If you see something in there, if you see some data that does seem legit, that does show that there was some sort of fraud, you're ready to investigate it, right? Absolutely. I will follow the evidence wherever the evidence will go. This was attacked. The whole technology was attacked. So the conference was supposed to begin about an hour ago. Uh, but Lindell is having some problems with streaming live the event on his website. He's claiming without any evidence that it's because of an attack, that his systems have been attacked. There's hacks and cyber attacks every day, as you can see. And it went downhill from there. Lindell ultimately didn't produce the data to prove his claim the election was stolen by China. I think the guy makes a wonderful pillow, but... Uh... I wish some of this information would have been organized a little better. Were you given any data at all from the 2020 election, anything useful, anything that would show any sort of fraud? We were not given any kind of raw data which we would even be able to ask to start to look in that. But if, if your stuff is legit, if the data is legit, wouldn't it be better for you to hand it over to as many cyber experts as possible. You know what? I'll give you the answer. Because I've been told that they can go out there and corrupt it and make fake stuff and put fake news out. So I don't need your people to go out and doctor the evidence and put out on Mike Lindell's a conspiracy theory. But you have been saying for months, media, experts, everybody no. come, see the data. We're showing it right on screen right now. So you can't sit here and do a hit piece when it's on screen right now. To your knowledge, was anything on those screens proof? Of, of Lindell's claims that the election had been stolen. Based on everything we found, uh, that is meaningless. There was nothing there you can compare to draw any conclusions. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not a computer guy. I don't know what most of this stuff means, but I've been researching this election since November 3rd. But the CNNs of the world, you guys need to start reporting this and stop fact-checking it. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, uh, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Am I kidding me or what? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> what I say is what I say. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, wow. so, so much. I, I don't want to give him the respect of any time on this show that, that, you know, these are people he's promoting this lie. Uh, these people who go and believing what he says are, are quite frankly, stupid. Um, mm. yeah, and they're all, they're all, uh, you know, they're, they're hugging all, uh, and kissing yeah, each other. You know what I mean? <laughs> let, let. <laughs> Trump 
University, a real estate program that he expected you to invest $35,000 for the most incredible education in how you can become a millionaire by, by buying and, and flipping real estate, which was a scam. He scammed many people for 35000 bucks. He was sued in a class action suit, which he had settled out of court before his presidential campaign to avoid the that you know, going being dragged to the media, he had to pay out twenty five million dollars. Speaking of scammers, how is his scam any different from anybody else's scam? As we mentioned, Donald Trump today ordered his supporters to continue attacking the judge overseeing a class action lawsuit against him regarding his defunct real estate education program, Trump University. Now, the current lawsuit that's getting all the attention regards Trump University. First, some specifics of the case itself. Trump University was founded in 2005, promising to teach people how to make money off real estate. But as the Washington Post reported, it wasn't even a university or even a school. It was just a series of seminars held in hotel ballrooms across the country that promised attendees they could get rich quick, but were mostly devoted to enriching the people who ran them. They held seminars in hotels and called it a university. So it basically had the same logic as going to a Holiday Inn Express for medical school. Trump University is the subject of two class action lawsuits by thousands of students who claim they were defrauded and a separate suit filed by the New York Attorney General. And last week, a judge in one of those cases ordered the release of internal Trump University documents that reveal some of the unsavory methods salesmen use to convince clients to buy Trump University products. Newly released court documents reveal damning accusations against the man who, in a little more than a month, will officially become the Republican nominee for president. These court documents filled with former Trump University staffers calling it a scheme and a fraud and a, quote, total lie. The documents also include a company playbook that urged the sales team to push hard to enroll students even when they were financially strapped, down even to a single mother of three who, quote, may need money for food. Sales techniques weren't the only questionable part of Trump University. There were also the instructors who Trump promised to handpick, but as a former Trump University employee told the Washington Post, quote, the Trump University instructors and mentors were a joke. And in true Trump style, not only were they a joke, but many of them had gone through bankruptcy themselves. CBS News found three of those instructors had previously filed for bankruptcy. Others, like Smith's instructor James Harris, people call me the money motivator, were motivational speakers paid on commission to sell additional Trump training. In fact, that same instructor told the Washington Post, quote, here is the truth. When I was at Trump University, I had not one interaction with him ever, not one. And when Trump was personally named in the lawsuit, how did he, the man who claimed he would be directly involved in handpicking the instructors, respond? First, he says, you know, I'm going to handpick your professors. I'm intimately involved. That's what he tells I'm the customers. Teach you. That's what he tells the customers. Then when he gets sued personally, his lawyers immediately move to remove him personally and their language is he was largely absent from the company. He was largely absent. His name was on. And if your name is on the school, you should at least have the decency to show up graduation to give the commencement speech. Congratulations. You're all losers. And that was somebody running for and becoming president of the United States. Let's think about yeah. that for a sec. Let's think yeah. about that. Here we are. I, would, I just thought of it. We're talking about catching scammers. We're having fun with it. These people think uh, Americans are are stupid and uh, you know that's um, you know you know but I'm telling you the American people to help us on the way yes via the Andy Manor <laughs> show we're catching these people one at a time but uh, uh, you know there's Donald Trump with Trump University and he, there's no university he, he was not even really supposed to use that name because he's, that was fraud too you can't just say yeah I'm a university but anyway uh, and he scammed Many thousands, hundreds, I don't know, many, many people 
out of $35,000, in many cases, their life savings, to, to take a real estate course with the best instructors handpicked by Donald Trump, which never happened, that are going to show you how to become very wealthy via real estate transactions. And it was a scam. Yeah. It was a lie. Yeah. He got sued. He lost. He settled for $25 million. How is that scam any different? Well, hmm? this is true. You scam somebody out of money. You scam somebody out of money. Who cares if it's a real estate course or, or a fake, uh, what was it, fake uh, publisher's clearinghouse uh, winning? That's a scam. They're all scams. Think about it. Well, yeah. Yeah. Valid point there, Mr. Kimball. Valid point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The human mm-hmm. element has been removed. Yeah, that's what it's come down to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. The fact that these places can exist, though, like these these rooms or businesses set up to just call people all over the world and text them just to try and get all this money. Mm-hmm. It's like, how are these places not being by the, by the police and things like that? I mean, surely they must be aware of these things. And I don't know. Just think in this day and age, how is that possible to exist, you know? Mm-hmm. Because mm. things get monitored, the internet gets monitored, phone calls get monitored. So, you know, if this, this company is calling out to all these people and able to take money off them and they're going into their bank accounts and stuff like that. You know, I don't see how that, that can be like a a suspicious activity that a bank doesn't pick up on. Well, we, we know. That these people are using. It's a Democrat hoax. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, hey uh, Cornell. Cornell, you still with us? Are, are, are you, you're, you're not outside now, right? You're, you're inside an air-conditioned no, place I'm, somewhere? Actually, I'm inside, I'm inside a rental car. I can't be outside, oh. man. It's so hot. It's unbelievable hot out here. Wow. Mm. Are you going to be in line at Amanda? Oh my gosh. I never felt heat like this in my life. Wow. Uh, (laughs) I hope it doesn't take away from the enjoyment of your, of your week uh, over in Orlando. You know, when I go to work, it's not, it's just, oh my gosh, it's, it's hot out here and people out here Uh. have on pants and they they have no pants. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I understand that scientists will soon make it possible. Yeah, wow, I like that. <laughs> I can't believe it. They out here wearing jeans, Andy. Oh. Wow, wow. I guess I have to protect their skin, though, right? If it's so hot, because it's going to be burning like a bitch. I mean, wow. But, yeah, jeans makes you even hotter, so... No, these know. people are sick. <laughs> <laughs> even though they're so used to the weather, that mm. it just doesn't affect them like everybody else. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I mean, they're not wearing the, like light jeans. They're wearing the Lee jeans, the Wrangler oh, jeans. Oh really? I mean, Wrangler Lee, but the the <laughs> cowboy jeans type of shit. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mm. Incredible. You know, um, I was going to say something. I don't remember what it was. Um, but up, but up. I had it. Oh, man, I was going to ask you a question. Darn. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I wanted I wanted to plug this because because I want to bring attention to uh, to you, my my internet wife and partner over there in the UK, who is um, I don't mention this enough. Amanda uh, Love, search for her by name, um, is an incredibly <laughs> talented composer and musician, and and even though we do this um, 
this uh, Andy and Amanda show. We have a lot of fun with it and get to share our thoughts and ideas and so forth. Uh, you know, we're just we're not professional journalists by any means, but somehow we've been doing this for a year and a half and have thousands of listeners and uh, and followers from around the world. But um, when it comes right down to it, um, the, the day gig, so to speak, is is uh, is music, and and Amanda is uh, quite talented, and uh, and Cornell, who by the way, who's this guy Thank Cornell? You. Some of you might not be that familiar <laughs> with the show who joined us more recently. Cornell, person uh, who put Amanda and I together. We have never met the three of us. None of us have ever met, and uh, which kind of adds yeah. to the uniqueness of what we do here. Um, and we've had a lot of fun. We've had a lot of really interesting guests from all walks of life and all sorts of careers and professions. Um, and uh, that's what we do on the Andy and Amanda Show. And I encourage everybody to go to andyandamandashow.com and listen to even some of the archives. Some some shows we, we dive into the news more heavily, like I guess this show. Sometimes we, we get outright silly and we make we talk about life and issues of life and sex and romance and boyfriends and girlfriends and girlfriends and girlfriends and boyfriends and boyfriends and husbands and wives and sons and daughters and, and motivation and, re, and religion and sex and, yeah. and, and and more sex. It all makes uh, me. back to sex. <laughs> it really does. But uh, yeah, yeah so uh, we have. Uh oh, what's this mean? Uh oh. We have sixty seconds left. We have about another minute left of our show, I guess. And this has been a blast. And again, if you want to uh, get on the show as a guest, or if you know somebody who might make an interesting interesting guest uh, for us to have on the show and entertain the discussion, uh, email andyandamandashow at gmail.com. Feel free to join our show when we're live. We know most of the population of listeners here as a podcast, not as a, a live radio show on Block Talk Radio. But if you want to join us, we're at 515-605-9888. We're on Mondays at... Um, Five. What time are we on? Five p.m. in UK. That would be noon in the uh, East Coast, and of course nine a.m. in the Pacific Coast. Wednesdays and Fridays, we're on at noon Pacific Coast, three p.m. in the East Coast, New York time, and of course eight p.m. in the UK. Amanda, this has been a blast. Yes, Cornell, thank you, you for joining us from, from Orlando. I hope you get to join us on Wednesday's show as well. From there, let us know how you've been making out in the, in the thank, heat there, thank and you. how. I'm gonna try to get an interview with Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Please do. And, and also, we want to know about Disney World and how the rides are and so forth. So I haven't been there in ages. So we'll talk to you more about Disney World on Wednesday. And that being said, everybody, all the best. Thanks for tuning in. Amanda, why don't you go ahead and take us home? Absolutely, darling. So on behalf of Andy Kimball in California, Hollywood, and myself, Amanda Love, here in the UK, thank you, Cornell, from your destination in uh, Florida right now. And uh, thanks to everybody listening. We love you. Thank you again. And join us again on Wednesday for some more banter and all sorts. So take care. Keep smiling. And stay safe. Look after yourself. We love you. Don't get the idea. It was mere entertainment. Mm, no you people way. are sick. <laughs> and and, and one question I want to get everybody to, to take into Wednesday's show. Do you believe in ghosts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> if you, if you, you listen to the right show, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, <Yeah>. folks. <laughs> Take care. We'll see you Wednesday. All the very best. Thanks for tuning in. Bye, guys. <laughs>